Hello, you guys. Um, I wanted to start this episode just by giving you a heads up. We had some technical difficulties with our mics, so there is some chopped and screwedness going on. But we're still going to give you this um, this this week's episode, and hopefully, you're able to enjoy it. And we're going to start with some new music from DJ Hitch. Huh. I'm on the front line controlling the tribe You on the front line behind enemy lines We not tied to the same vine So when it's that time Face the consequences of the crime And the karma from the large and divine I reside where the souls awaken Duality associations I keep my distance from Satan But we stay in communication So don't get a mistaken The God can turn into the mob easily Hey, welcome back everyone To the third episode of Conversing with Cognac I'm glad that you guys are here. I am Steve, the underscore legend 63 on Instagram. Um, we've been having a lot of fun with these episodes. And thank you guys for joining on our third episode. If you this, if this is your first episode, thank you for, for coming in on, on episode three. Go back and listen. Um, I am here today with my lovely co-host. Mia's in the building. Sadly, we do not have uh, Marcus here tonight. He's going through some personal things. Hopefully, he is able to return. If not, you know, keep his our, our prayers, our hopes, our wishes, our positive thoughts and manifestations in his corner to hopefully pull him through everything. And today, we have a very special milestone. We have our first guest. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself. Hey, y'all. I'm Kwame. I'm a special guest for tonight. So, I'm going to be talking my ish. This and that. So, listen out. <laughs> so, we, we will tag her. We will share her on our page. Make sure y'all follow her. Um, and hopefully this episode, you know, we have we have a lot of fun with uh, moving forward and, and these, these milestones that we're reaching. Um, yes. But to start, we're going to start with our facts today. Um, so, our facts are, this is, this is um, it, it leads into Black History Month. Um, being so, this is, you know, the 3rd of February, the third day of Black History Month. Mm-hmm. We have some interesting facts Black on... all year. Not definitely all month. year. Definitely, definitely. Not just a month. Definitely <laughs> all year. Um, definitely. But we're going to be blackly black this month. Black sure black. Blackly black. <laughs> the black okay. is of the black. What do you mean? So, the fact I have is for um, the, the most popular cognac in the United States, Hennessy. Hennessy. I don't know why, but my favorite is, drink is Hennessy. I don't know yeah. why. Again, <laughs> let's take some steps back. We finally have a Hennessy uh, preference. Me. Um, previous episode, y'all know Marcus did call Hennessy the ghetto. Yeah. The ghetto. <laughs> I got pregnant off the Hennessy, so it's Ooh. definitely the ghetto. It's the ghetto. I had a baby off the Hennessy. I wasn't supposed to be pregnant this year. I mean, last year, if I had a baby, I was drinking Hennessy. Mm. <laughs> See? And and to go a little different, I, I gave, uh, I don't know what to call you right now. I'm sorry. Quana. Quana. Call me Quana. All right, Quana, Quana. 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 There's a lot Quana. of nicknames going on. Even me, I got a new nickname. <laughs> that. I'm not gonna. All right, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say the nickname, but. Mister, still your man. Whoa. Oh. But it's okay. We're talking about the Hennessy right now and how I was being ghetto. We are gonna get there. We are gonna get to Miss. We we probably will get to Mia, and her. But but all right. So Quana, I gave her some Remy Martin VSOP, the one we've been drinking, and she couldn't. She ain't want to finish it. So this is the first person who 
who truly is like Remy is not better than Henny. I so like definitely Remy was definitely better than Henny for me. I like Henny better than Remy, unfortunately. So so that I mean, you know, that that's why we doing this to to expose everybody to everybody's taste. I don't think you tried Cavassier straight, so maybe during no, the episode. Not straight. I didn't try straight. During the episode, I will pour you a shot, and then we'll we'll okay. find a find an area to, okay. to plug that in okay, to see okay. which one you may like better. Okay. Um, but back back to Hennessy. So, I found a post recently. Um, I will post it to the page as well, where it gave some backstory on why Hennessy is so big within our. Within our, our our culture and our demographic, so the facts that I have, apparently around 1896, the president of Hennessy was moved by Booker T's thoughts and speeches and all the work that he was doing that he began to give monetary donations to Tuskegee University, and then about 50 years later, after World War II, French residents began to give cognac. As gifts to um, African American and Black soldiers, so of course when they came back to the United States, they began to look for cognacs, and Hennessy was one of the major cognacs they were able to find. And then even moving forward after that, in the 1950s, one of the first corporate sponsors to be um, reckon uh, to to give a Sponsorship to the NAACP was the Hennessy family. And then moving forward after that, Hennessy was the first spirit or alcohol sponsor in Jet and Ebony magazine. So the combination of all those events and ideas in history and the Hennessy family being, you know, advantageous towards the black movement caused soldiers to bring Hennessy back to the United States and then investing in NAACP and investing in Jet and Ebony magazine, black people were constantly exposed to Hennessy and that led into this surge of Hennessy within our our culture and our our livelihood moving forward. And then clearly, you know, once you invest in Jet and Ebony, that leads into rappers and actors of the you know African American race and culture um getting contracts with Hennessy et cetera et cetera so I as much as I don't prefer Hennessy I I do respect that that company that family and giving you know giving back to to our cause so that's a little bit of facts for y'all like I said I will post um the video that I got those facts from and, you know, maybe you guys, when you see it, you can comment maybe some other, you know, artists or, or, or athletes, rappers who, who also have been sponsored by Hennessy. Um, I think Mia. Yes, I have a fun fact. Has some more facts for us on that as well. So while I was in my time in um, customer service, my one of my favorite places, some people will say, um, I did meet Herbert Douglas, who was an Olympic champion. Um, who was celebrated by Hennessy um, for his achievements um, during his time in the Olympics. Um, it was very interesting and very um, knowledgeable to talk to him during that time and to get that type of information firsthand and not have to read it inside of a book. Um, and that he was just so willing and open to just have that conversation with you to make sure that you knew your history 
um, and that even Hennessy was even an, uh, able to acknowledge him and the compliment, a compliment that he did have uh, was definitely a good thing. And then be able to put that into paper and to publish it for him so that he can have that memory for the rest of his life. Yeah, so so thank you for all that. So that that shows you that Hennessy, even after you know our our present day, they chose to invest in and in, and in feed into continuing to support our culture. So as much as their their VS isn't you know that great better than, but you know they give back. And I've had other Hennessys. I've had like their masterclass blend. You know, special master blender uh, years and stuff like that. And maybe some of their higher class, you know, VSOP or XOs might be superior to some of the stuff that we drink on a daily basis. Um, But, you know, I think the work that they're doing is way more important. And the way that they're giving back and acknowledging the black community, I will take that over their drink anytime. And honestly, another weird, not weird, but a different uh, idea right now. Um, today we also do have E&J Grand Blue, um, as a, as a drink for us. And it's not, it's not bad. I like it. I like it. No. Literally. E&J's good. E&J's <laughs> good, y'all. As you can see, that's why we have it. Um, we, we, the, it's their VSOP. So it's aged four years is the, the youngest blend that's involved. And... It's it's a lot better than that VS red red E and J that everybody calls Irk and Jerk Easy Jesus. Um, it goes down a lot smoother, so I could see drinking that over that that normal E and J that people buy. Because, um, but how does it compare to Hennessy? I feel as though I mean I feel like Hennessy is a little bit stronger, but the E and J is a little bit smoother. Yeah, the, the Hennessy would have me a little bit too messed up. The NJ had me mellow, where I can still understand what's going on. You know. I mean, I, that that I never. I, I I tried a shot of it. And it was a bit smoother. It it was definitely a lot smoother. Yeah. Um. The flavor profiles as far like I don't drink Hennessy, so I can't immediately compare it. I can compare it to my you know my Remy Martin, my VSOP. It's not better than that in my opinion, but it was definitely. Better than Hennessy. I don't like. I don't like Remy Martin. Uh, <laughs> Remy Martin is nasty. All right, so we're not gonna give you that time. We're not gonna <laughs> okay, talk about. Okay, but I'm just we're not saying. gonna talk about my. I'm just nah. saying. But honestly, it's good to see that somebody you know, and and it may be like I know a lot of people that don't like cognacs because they're right, too sweet, right? In general, so maybe the VSOP Remy is too sweet in comparison to the Henny yeah, and the NJ that you that, that's, that's, that you typically like. Um, because the more you age something, it's gonna get a little bit smoother. It's gonna pick up the flavors of the oak and the and whatever other uh, you know fruits and things they put into it to aid to the smoothness and the sweetness of the the alcohol. Um, but going off of there, we're gonna go into um, our featured cocktail this week. Um, is our French Connection, and honestly, it's. I'm a little disappointed. Is it didn't hit the way the way I wanted it the way I wanted it to. It was all right. So to start the the official measurements for it is three and a half ounces of Armoretto and three and a half ounces of 
your choice of cognac. And for me, it was just, it tasted like Amaretto. It was way too sweet. It didn't have enough kick for me. And it was still thick. Um, for us in particular, we used Di Serono, which I think is one of the best Amarettos that you can choose from. And it definitely was. It definitely was. Yeah, Mia, Mia enjoyed the... All right. So, my... so the Di Serono, <laughs> however you want to say it, taking a shot of it was perfect, was great. This is a shot that I will take at any time, and it will go down smoothly. Um, I'm not a person that likes straight liquor um, and the taste it has, but this is one that I will definitely take a shot of anytime you want to take a shot. It was good. It was good. It reminded me of the Hennessy. It was good. Oh, no, 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 no. All right. No? My bad. We're talking about oh, the wait, talking about, Oh, no, no, no. Way too sweet for... Uh... <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I can't lie to y'all. I don't like it. I thought it was, you know what I'm saying? It looked good. But it's not really my cup of tea. It's not my cup of tea. Yeah. It reminds me of pizza, y'all. So for, for those of you who may not know about Amaretto, it is a, a very sweet Italian liqueur um, that has strong flavors of almonds and nuts. Um, and Di Serrano is a particular brand of Amaretto. And most people prefer Di Serrano over other Amarettos. Um, but there's a plethora of Amarillo's that you can choose from, just like cognacs or brandies or vodkas or whatever the case may be. So we want DeSarotos to make this drink because it was a brand that I knew. Um, so um, maybe you guys during these upcoming weeks, y'all can try and recreate um, our cocktail, um, the French Connection with the Di Serrano and a cognac, or if you decide to go in the, in the direction of a brandy or whiskey, there is another name when you use a whiskey or a scotch. Um, I can't remember it right now. I'm sorry. Um, but as far as trying to make it better, I'm going to give credit to Mia. Hey. <laughs> she used our hypnotic from our previous episode. And added a shot of hypnotic to the French Connection, and it was significantly better, in my opinion. It was smooth. It was smooth. In I her opinion, thank you. I can drink that. I can drink that. I can't. I'm getting up there. I'm getting up there. So Mia's graduating within her bartending. She's graduating. Her yes. bartending <laughs> skills. Yes, give her bartending skills right there. Um, we did also add Sprite and Coke. In two different drinks, and in my opinion, both of them made it a lot better. Um, the drink just with ice, Di Serrano, and cognac was still too it's thick not for worth me. It. Not yeah, worth it was it. too thick, it was it, it sat in my throat more than I wanted. I tried to drink soda to wash it down, but it did not work. But drinking the French Connection with Coke was the best version for me. And then it got even better, adding a shot of hypnotic on the top of it. So, and the wine, wherever that is. Oh yes, Mia also added wine. She used uh, the Mandria Sangria Moscato, sweet and fruity. Which is very good. Um. Yeah. Apparently. It's very good because it was <laughs> going today when I tried to it's use it. Very good. I love it. I thought I wouldn't like wine until I had the sangria. The sangria is very delicious, y'all. Very. Yeah. So, um, the French Connection ties into our episode 
Um, Valentine's Day is coming up, as everyone knows. Um, this is February the third. February the third, the month of love, up until Valentine's Day, uh, February fourteenth. Find out whether you've been loved or not. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I want, I want, I want this episode for us to talk about, you know, uh, our expectations in relationships. What are you looking for right now? Whether you are single in a relationship. In a situationship, um, I'm in a situationship. Boo things, boo things, situationship, <laughs> entanglement. I'm uh, going in. Engaged, married. We're we're gonna try and 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 dive into those topics. So, I think uh, we're we're gonna start with you know, what are you looking for? Me personally, I I am happily engaged. Um, to my fiance, uh, happily, and y'all can follow her living that spoiled life hey. on Instagram. She she has a lot of content. She has a lot of pages. I could I could list off her pages. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna list the one. But go to living that spoiled life or our t shirt giveaway last week was start living that spoiled life. Mm. Um, we gonna keep our shirt. But we'll we'll partner again for you guys to hopefully win some merchandise maybe later on. But living that spoiled life, start living that spoiled life. Follow my fiance, support her business, like her, like, comment, share, you know, interact with her as well as as we move forward. Um, so that's my relation status. Interact with the black community. Support black, interact, even a like, comments that that all it boosts the algorithm. Like, y'all probably see posts about algorithm is. It's weird how how much they care about how much you interact with people and how much they're going to show to your followers. If somebody follows you, you would think they would just show it to the people that follow you. But that's not how social media works anymore. But we're not going to get into all that. But follow Living That Spoiled Life. Follow Start Living That Spoiled Life. That's my fiance. Um, but moving forward, let's, let's get everyone else's. Uh, status, Mia. What's your what's your relationship status right wow. now? Straight at you. You can just skip Mia and go to me. You sure can. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna skip Mia and we're gonna go to the, the guest corner. My relationship status is what? I don't know, y'all. Like, <laughs> I mean, we just had a baby, so I guess we're like trying to work on things, but it's kind of hard though. Like, the trust really not there for for real. So I don't really like. I mean, I try to work on trusting him. You feel me? But with the, with him, he don't really try to work on trusting me. So, my 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 question is, why isn't the trust there? Did something happen? Honestly, no. I never done anything, but I've always caught him doing things. I've always caught him doing things. I filmed a bra in his room. I filmed a lot of things. He honestly could never say he felt me doing anything. Because I've really never done anything. Honest to God, i never done nothing to this nigga. i never cheated. i never done nothing. Because, I've, like I said, I love. I'm a hard lover. But, I don't know. Like, I say our, I say our relationship is complicated. Complicated? It's very complicated. Alright. So, we'll come back. But, your relationship right now is complicated. Complicated. Very complicated. Alright. So, we very have... complicated. We have engaged... Complications. We have complicated from Kwana. Yes. And then we have... Mia. Mia, Mia that is single. Mia is in a relationship and content. 
I agree. Happy and content. Yeah, I agree. That's what it is. Right. Yes. And we have Mia that's happy and content. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yes. So, all right. We so we have we 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 have we have our our statuses out there for you guys. So so let's go back. So, Quana. Yes. Yes. This is me. this is perfect because it's, it's leading into what we wanted. Because... <laughs> so, you found things yes. that leads to the fact that he's not committed. Yes. Have y'all communicated that y'all are in a committed I relationship? I communicate with him. His communication is a little bit different than my communication. Mm. Very different. Mm. He communicates real different than I communicate. I communicate as in, you know, I want to sit and talk to him as an adult. His communication is he just he just ignores and accuses. You know? But so you but my my question is more specifically like could it be a misunderstanding that It's definitely a misunderstanding. That he he may think that he is free to do what he wants. But you haven't specifically told him that I want to be with you. I tell him all the time I want to be with you. Or if we're doing I X, Y, and Z, you can't be doing A, B, C with somebody else. I mean, I love this man. I tell him all the time. I can't lie. I really, really love him. I can't lie. I tell him all the time how bad I want to be with him. He really just had trust issues from his past relationships. So he accuses me of... Doing everything that happened to him in his past. When I'm really not doing none of that stuff. I'm really not. I can so get that. I, but what do y'all have to say? Like, I need advice on this. Like What I want to know though is why. Because he's accusing you of doing like Alright. All right, so my. What, what typically happens in these scenarios. What I'm going to say is. Okay. He's accusing you of stuff. Right. In my opinion. Because he's doing stuff. True statement, true statement, and the true only, statement, true statement. But the only reason I'm saying that is because you said you found yep. bras in his me. room. I guess I filmed him. So you I found stuff. things in his when room. I was, when I was pregnant, I filmed, I was, uh, what was I, either eight or nine months pregnant. I filmed him texting his first baby mother. He texted his first baby mom talking about, can we freak? I ain't gonna say the real word, but yeah. you know what I mean. Come on, I was pregnant. Why are you texting her this stuff? And I was at your house. For one, I was at your house when you text her this stuff. You're comfortable. So why are you accusing me of doing anything when it's all you? I'm going to say nine times out of ten, when somebody accusing you of something, it, it's it because they're, they're guilty exactly, of doing whatever exactly. it is accusing you of. But then it also comes down to you to say what you're willing to put up with and what you're not willing true, to put up. If true. you know, hey, I know I'm not doing nothing, what's the point of continuing to allow you to accuse me of something and then you get frustrated and get annoyed? I don't know. It really be the love, y'all. Like, the really love can't be that strong. I love too hard. That's my whole thing. I really love exactly too hard. And at some point in time, you gotta learn when you know you gotta love from a distance. Because it's somebody, somebody can't, can't be having you at a call. True. Like, they can't be willing to, they can't be doing whatever they want while you over here stressed and trying to figure out how do I explain my love to you. you should, it shouldn't have to be explained. It's something that's just known. If you got to explain yourself to them, if you got to explain, hey, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm not doing that, and you know for a fact that you is no evidence of it, then let it go. And, and, and it's causing you more stressed than sure. anything. And that's where I say, like, it, like, communication, like, which. Communication is a key. So if, if you're, if you're communicating to him that, I 
want to be with you every day all and day. i don't want you doing nothing else with anyone else every day all day he if he's not honoring that he don't care y'all oh you're gonna make me cry <laughs> don't do it <laughs> we don't want to we're not gonna we don't want our first guest crying no, i don't. understand that but, y'all but I'm really sensitive when it comes to him. I said, don't. Because he don't understand how bad I love him. I said, don't worry, Steve. Huh? Let it go, Steve. No. Oh, oh, oh. Mia's talking about. Mia. I said, no. Nobody wants to listen. Like, you all want to listen after it's too late. Mia, before we start recording, apparently, Hennessy makes Quanta cry. I get in my feelings. It makes her in her feelings. So that's that's what me is referring to now, but but outside of that is it, it really goes down to and if you're communicating to him that he can't do X Y and Z if he's gonna be with you, but he's still doing those things. You need within yourself to say, I'm not gonna give you what I'm giving you. I really try to every day. Every day, every single day, I really try to. I try a lot harder. <laughs> I mean, I understand that, but I feel as I don't know. We go through shit every day, every single After day. After a certain point, you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? I can't lie, I'm a little bit tired, but I yeah, feel like this I mean, is my love that's tired. not letting me give up yet. You feel me? I, I'm. I don't know. Cause I don't really entertain other niggas. I don't I feel like it's certain people. times, like you gotta. You gotta realize, like, there's a point where you might have to love from a distance. Right. Where, you know, like, I'm gonna love you in, uh, for the sake of our children. Um, but I'm not gonna love you at the cost of my own happiness. True. So I have love for this? you. True. I got love. And I'll care him. about you, but I'm not gonna, you can't sacrifice your happiness yeah. for someone that's not making you happy. On a regular I basis. mean, I agree with that. I can't hold y'all. I agree with that. You say we agree. But damn, but are your exes going to show that you agree? I can't lie to y'all. Maybe not. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. I don't know, y'all. I really be trying so hard, but I get stalked. Nah. <laughs> time, so, like, also, and I think that goes into, like, what do you expect in relationships? Right? So, I expect that what I'm, like, to at least be met halfway what I'm giving. Right. Right. I shouldn't be feeling like I'm giving all this and you're just and you're giving, not giving anything. Exactly. Exactly. That's how I feel So at the right same now. time, I feel like if I'm giving, I'm, I'm loyal and I'm committed, I expect you to be loyal and committed. That's how I feel right now. I shouldn't have to be questioning that you're committed to what we're doing and that you're loyal, that you're not overhearing somebody else's DMs or you're not talking to one of your exes. At the like end I of it, more. I feel like we're all grown. If you feel like, hey, you don't want to be here, just speak up and say it. And then, you know, depending on the person, you might be able to just walk away. But also, depending on the person, you walking away at a cost. Um, and that might be, you know, you a couple, like your life or like one of your, um, <laughs> one of your, your, your vehicles or something like that, you know? But, you know, it all depends on the person. But at the same time, like, it can't be, some, one person can't have that much power over you. For your love and your, your commitment and causing you to be stressed and tired and you constantly thinking about whether or not you're loved or um, they're committed or they're happy. Like, you can't be questioning that. I can't be constantly thinking about, Dad, what are you doing? Like, if I'm thinking about that, like, I'm not concerned about the other stuff. Yeah. And, and, and that, I, I think, really sums up, you know, that situation. Like, 
You're you're giving more than you're receiving. And I feel like that is one thing in relationships that causes the the divide and the the stress on one person where it's like you want to move forward. Mm-hmm. And after you communicate that, that person has to reciprocate those actions later on. And if they don't you gotta learn when to cut it loose. You have to are or you're constantly gonna be at a point where you're getting hurt over and over again. Over and over again. And hurt. It 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 makes me it makes me think about the like it goes back to what I feel like is is a is a past issue in a meme I seen. Um where the the person ultimately said they're not interested in what older black women's views on love is because they stayed in situations where they knew that their man was um, not interested or are living a double life. Mm. And I wonder if situations like that Still occur today? Occur today or Most feeds definitely. into why um Juana is willing to put up with so much. Because in her and maybe I don't know, you know, what you've seen growing up, but that is portrayed in movies and media that the black woman's supposed to put up with the man having a baby out of wedlock. Mm. Or that secret that family. That reminds me of my first baby dad. That secret family <laughs> that the man has. You know, that right, that's that's exactly. in the movies where this man grows up, and then when our when our kids are grown, it turns out that, you know, he had kids that lived down the street, and you, you grew up with them as friends. But then, when he passed away, somehow they're tied up in the will, and it's like, oh snap, that's my brother and my sister. That's yeah. not my friend. I think it's it's just a thing that is taught, not even by just like real life experience in your family, but just also social media. That, like, you see that these are things that are acceptable and these are things that are okay. So then you begin to think, like, hey, this is what I deserve. This is what I, this is the only thing that I can get. And because, like, so many people are able to think like that, they're not able to change your thinking. Like, I deserve better. I deserve to be happy. I shouldn't feel like I'm putting more into this than someone else. And I understand, like, there might be times, like, when, you know, things happen and, you know, the relationship is not where it once was. Like, when maybe, let's say, somebody lost a job. You know, something traumatic happened to a person where they can't function at the same level they were able to function at before. Then, yes, like, if I'm willing to put that to the side and, like, hey, I'm going to be here for you because I genuinely care and I genuinely love you, then, yes. But that's something that mutually I feel like if I was in the same position that you would do the same thing. I'm not going to be putting my life on hold for somebody that I don't think would put do the same thing for me. At the end of it, then what are you getting? Like, you're the one that's, that's feeling left out or lost in the end. You're putting your all into this to get what? To be wondering whether or not you're loved? To be wondering exactly. whether or not you're cared for? Exactly. And I feel like now, you know, I think more people now are realizing or accepting like, hey, I need to find love within myself before I find it or willing to have someone else give it to me. Because if you're looking for someone to fill that void, then you're willing to accept anything. The moment that you don't know what love feels like, you have no idea whether or not you're actually genuinely feeling love or like, hey, this is just kind of filling the space that I think I need to be to be filled. So do you think it, it also makes me think of the uh, I don't know if you guys watched it and our conversation led us here, but the show uh, on Netflix, Bridgerton, 
I haven't seen it yet, but it is on my list to see, and I'm very interested to see it based on the trailers I've seen so far. It's on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. What is it called? Bridgerton. Bridgerton. I'm pretty sure. How, how you how you pronounce I'm it? Watching movies on Netflix. I need to watch it. It's a TV show, okay. but outside of the drama that happens in the show, the women in that show they their whole purpose in life at that point is it takes place in the past, but they live to be married. Mm -hmm. So everything in that show has to do with the fact that they're trying to portray themselves as the perfect woman to become married. And I feel like in the past, that's what women had to strive for. I have to be this woman to get married. My end all and be all is being married. Be married and bearing kids. So do y'all believe like now that is fading away? Honestly, sometimes I feel like it is fading away. Um, I think most, a lot of people now are independent or, you know, are looking for someone because the gender roles for sure have changed entirely. Um, and then, but I feel like some people are still stuck in those roles of like what gender, what gender responsible for what things, um, which then gets in the way of relationships. Because if you have a guy who's like, hey, you're supposed to be the person that stays at home, that takes care of the family, take care of the house, take care of the kids. Then when you find that woman that, hey, no, I'm going to work. Um, and then we're going to split this down in the middle to make sure that we're able to provide for the household and the kids. Some people are unable to accept that because they're like, that's not what I was taught. And they're not willing to bend those rules, those rules because like that's what they know. And if you're taught those things by the people that you consider role models, the people that, that raised you, then no, I'm not about the changes for anybody. Like this is what was taught. This is like as if um, in the household when you say like you have parent, you have the father in the household to the to their to the, their daughters, and then daughters now have this, this depiction of what a man should treat them like. If my father was here providing for me at all times and showed me, hey, this is how a woman should be taken care of, then there is nothing that you can come and do and give me half or a quarter of what my father said. This is what you deserve. All right, so from you, would you, what is your status? Are you, can you see yourself being a stay-at-home wife? Yes. Mia? Mia first. Because <laughs> you were just talking, you said, I'm sorry. you specifically said, uh, uh, like, you know, you, you, you brought up gender roles. So I want to know Honestly, what is, what is your idea on gender roles? Because the traditional, we're going to start with the traditional like, gender roles. I don't know. I'm not a person that I always have worked yeah. So I'm always working. Um, I feel like on the days that I'm not working, I'm like, what can I do to be working? So I think to have that entire change to be at home all the time, taking care of my kids, I think one is something I can definitely change to do because I'm going to have love for my kids and I'm going to want to be there for them. But I'm definitely going to want to be working at the same time. There is nothing that's going to stop me from being there for my family as well as working at the same time. It might be a part-time job. might not be what I'm used to be doing. But I'm definitely going to do both. I'm not going to be the person to just stay inside the house all day and just take care of the kids. My kids so you, will be well taken You want to be a working, a working woman. So in some some fashion, yes. So so that's where I'm. So what if you? All right. So you want to be a working woman? Where, granted, I understand you're saying you would be willing to take maybe part time or something. But if you are working part time, what about the man who you're working part time? Let's say he's working full time, but now he still expects you to take care of the entire household, cook every day, clean, because 
now you're working and you're also expected to take care of the household. Could you see yourself doing that? I feel like that's definitely a conversation to be had. Because I feel like, hey, I, I can say like, hey, I can agree to that. But there's going to be days like where you're tired. Like there's going to be days where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to feel like cooking today. Then there has to be some type of agreement. Like, hey, like if I'm not, if I don't feel like cooking today, like are you going to cook? Or this going to be the night that we, we decide to eat out. But that's, that, that comes down to communication. Like that's something like, hey, if I'm going to be doing this, you have to also understand what I'm doing. And not realize, like, it just can't be, like, this thing that you just think of in the back of your head. Like, if I'm working and I'm taking care of the household and the family, those are additional jobs, right? That's not just something that's just, like, just thrown in there and you're just relaxing, you're okay afterwards. Those are things that take a lot of energy to do. So, at the same time, you have to be understanding, like, hey, this is what I'm doing. What else can we do to help with this? Like, there might be a day, like, hey, you know, this might be a day that you might need help out with the kids, but that come, they all goes back to we got to communicate this in the beginning. You had to realize in the beginning, like, this is what I want. That way you realize that this is either something you're going to be able to do or you're not going to be able to do or that you're willing to change to do. Yeah, and, I, and I think that kind of ties into my overall beliefs of gender roles, if you will, because I've, I've been lucky enough in the in the recent years to be able to keep a job and not keep a job because Corona put me in a position where I was unemployed, but be able to provide for my household and um, my fiance stay at home and take care of the girls. And prior to me reaching that point in life, I was, I never pictured my life being in that point. I pictured a two working family household where the male and female both work and, you know, kids were in daycare, whatever the case may be. And when you came home, you split the gender roles. I was taught to cook, clean, um, wash my own clothes, et cetera, et cetera. I had chores growing up. Um, A lot of families don't, though. I will say in my household, it was the girls... Make sure you cooked and you cleaned. Um, and the guys, you know, you took out the trash, you like the washing of the clothes and making sure it clothes iron. That was definitely the, the roles for, for the women. Inside for the woman. See, and to me, that 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 baffles me because I, I honestly, that is the first time I ever heard a situation like that. Because all the people that I know, like all my friends that I grew up with, I can think of that I knew of the chores they did. They had to do the normal chores. And in my household growing up, we had like a rotation where um, it was three boys and one girl. And then uh, my stepmom and my dad and the kids in the house, we rotated the chores. So one week you'd be on dishes. And if you weren't on dishes, you were on upstairs, downstairs or trash. And honestly, the, the, fem- the my, my stepsister, she never had to take out the trash. So it would kind of just rotate with her not doing it. But everyone always did something. So I washed dishes. The next week, I was responsible for cleaning the upstairs bathroom and sweeping or vacuuming the floor. And then the next week, I was responsible for sweeping the steps and the downstairs. And the the circle would keep going. So I did all, all the different chores. And then when I went to Cheney, I had to learn how to wash my own clothes. So I know how to do everything. And... I used to watch my stepmom, my godmom, my grandmother cook. And when I 
came of age, there was a point where it's like, I want to eat. And my dad was like, well, you need to learn how to cook then. Right. So I learned how to cook by calling my grandmother, right. calling Every my godmom. And it started with like fried chicken. Yep. And then it was like, matter of fact, nah, my stepmom told me that fried chicken. She had deep fried. I was like, when the chicken floats, it's done. That was my first lesson on chicken. And then it was like, well, if you know how to fry chicken, you can fry fish. You can fry pork chops. And then anything else I wanted to learn, I would honestly call my godmom, call my grandmother, call my my mom, call my stepmom and say, how do you cook this? You used to cook this the way I wanted. How do you cook it? And they would tell me and I would recreate it. And that spurred my love for cooking. So as as a male, I know how to do these things. So with my fiance now, if she's tired, I'll cook dinner or my day off from work, I'll cook dinner or... You know, I know how to wash my own clothes. So if I know my work clothes aren't clean, I'll throw them in the washer on my own. So it's kind of like for me, the the perfect relationship is a fluid one where Mm -hmm. we know we'll pick up where the other person lacks. Because even though she can stay at home, I was blessed enough to have a job where I can provide for my bills. She can stay at home, but that doesn't mean... She's not working hard. She teaches her kids all day. Even if she wasn't teaching, she's, you know, cleaning up all day long. If she doesn't clean the bathroom, she cleaned the bedroom. If she's not cleaning the bedroom, she cleaned the kitchen. If she's not cleaning... So it's like when I come home, it's like I can throw these clothes in the washer for her. Or I come home and on this day was one of her days where she's not going to cook a full meal. So yeah, I can throw the chicken nuggets and french fries in the oven <laughs> after a long day at work because she had a long day at home and yeah. she's But that comes down to the understanding like hey, like you guys are both working. Exactly. Right? Like regardless of whether you're like I'm at a physical job exactly. or I'm at home, it's yep. still a job. Exactly. And then it comes to like <laughs> even like my uncles and my older brothers, my older brother used to come around like you need to teach those boys like how to do everything else. Because eventually they're going to be by themselves and they should know how to take out the trash. They should know how to wash dishes. Mm-hmm. They should know how to cook for themselves. They shouldn't be dependent on a woman to do those things. But if you don't have, like, even having my uncles and them come and have these conversations, my aunt still was in her ways like, hey, no, those that wasn't what I was taught. And it goes into, like, what you were taught as a, as a kid. If I was taught a kid, as a kid and during that time in the, in the 60s or in the 70s that, like, hey, the women are the ones who be inside the household and the guys are supposed to be the ones taking care of the trash, making sure anything needs to be fixed, be fixed, then you're going to teach that to your kids. Right. And then at some point in time, like, you're, you, you're stuck in those ways. Like, my parents taught me this. This can't be wrong. Yeah. So I'm going to teach it to my kids. And then now you have your son now oh, who now doesn't know how to cook, that doesn't know how to wash dishes. Whole different so, generation. Right, so now you're, you're, now you're looking for that woman to do those, to be that parent to you, and then that's when you get the issue where, like, I'm not your mom. I'm not about to do for you as your mom. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, like, that's just, that's not a thing right now. So do you, so you think right now, nowadays, that men are looking for a woman to completely take care of them? I so I think there's there's I think it's quite a few. Head. I think it's I think there's quite a few. Exactly, quite a few. But 50, would all... you give it fifty fifty? Me, Quanta said fifty fifty. I think it's fifty fifty to me. Honestly, <laughs> I'm gonna say it's a little more than half. More than half? Because I feel like a lot of a lot of guys feel like, hey, I'm looking for the qualities of my mom. True. And then as you're looking for the qualities, your mom, your mom's will care of you. Your mom make sure you ate. Like, mm-hmm. Even like to this day, I know. 
no guys that go home and get meals from their mom, take their clothes True. home to their mom for yes. their mom to wash yes. them. So they live like, by themselves. They live by themselves, but they go home and get but their they don't clothes wash their own clothes. They get their clothes taken home. Or like what, no, sir? That's that's like childish. I can't. I can't because then you're expecting me to do the same thing, exactly. right? If I'm, let's say, even if before we're even talking about like being engaged and being married, like we're dating, right? Yeah. If you're working a full time job, right? I'm not even gonna say my schedule, but I'm gonna okay. say. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk me and Mia works three jobs. Yeah, so Mia like, works three jobs. Talk three jobs ish. goes to school. Uh huh. Full time. So you let me talk her If I'm going to, if I'm working full time and uh-huh. I'm going to school full time. I, it's most times I come home I'm not coming home to cook a meal right, for you right. right but at the same time like when you get to know me and if my friends know that about me you as a person get to know me or to, to build a relationship with me yeah. then you know that so don't come home expecting a meal. I might have pre- I might have meal prepped on, on a Sunday or a Saturday and you better warm up with some in there for you to cook throughout the week but at the same time, like, you know, I cared enough, like, hey, let me at least do exactly. this. So it is something for you. Don't expect it to be on the table because by the time you get home, I'm probably not home. I'm still at work. Exactly. I mean, by the time you come home, you're ready to take a I'm going to, I'm ready to go to sleep. You go to sleep. To get up and go do it all over exactly. again. Exactly. Exactly. But it, it comes in a communication, right? Exactly. Because if I, from the beginning, because I'm, I'm very open about this now because it's causes issues down the line when people are like, well, I didn't know. Listen, now you know, right? This is what happens. So we're not gonna skip over that better. So it's caused issues. It can that you didn't because people will say, "Hey, I'm okay with it," right? Mm-hmm. Until you're living it, right. and they realize you're not okay with it, and that's exactly. perfectly fine. Just be man, man enough to say that, okay? Right? right. So I'm okay with it because I realize my schedule, I realize my lifestyle, and sometimes it. like if I'm willing, I will make adjustments. And that means like, hey, if I'm in class or if I'm in school. That means, hey, I might be in class, but you can come over, we can hang out. And that means I'm doing some work, but we might be watching the movie at the same time. Right. That means, hey, I'm willing to compromise and fit the mold of your life. So have you, have you gotten to situations where you was with a guy who said he was okay with your busy schedule, but then when he lived it, he wasn't okay yes. with it? He wasn't yes. okay have with you? it? Yes. That's a good question. That's a good, that's a good I question. I have. I have. But you... I'm. I'm just want to clarify. You clearly communicated uh-huh. that you have a busy schedule. At this point, I do. Yeah. Honestly, no one always. Because when people ask, like, "Hey, what do you guys do? What do you What do you do for for fun? Right? What do you do? Yeah. There's no time. That's very up clear front, right? Because even my friends know, like, Maybe when find you sleep. Pretty much. So, <laughs> <laughs> so even my friends know, like, hey, if you want to do something, just let me know so I can make sure. Hey, on that day, I take off mm-hmm. to have that day available. But most of my friends, I don't think any for any person that truly is a friend and knows me, knows that I'm constantly doing something else, right? But for the people that are close enough to me, I will make time for those people, right? It might not be as much time as you want, yeah. right? But it's more time than it was before. I will constantly like, all right, I know, like I know in our group, right? December is our time. I know the second for the second week of December. We're doing something. So I make sure that week, like, I'm not going to work. I'm not doing whatever. I'm here. But it's at the same time, like, you, you make it work if you want to. Like, at the same, I can have, I've had friends where they're just like, or people I've dated where, hey, um, while you're studying for class, I'm going to come over and we're going to hang out that way. Right? While you're studying or while you're writing an essay or whatever, I'm going to be going to watch a movie together. And that's something you can do. That means, hey, I'm going to communicate that I'm willing to do that. Or, hey, I want to go take this trip, but while we're on the trip, I'm willing to 
have you writing your paper on the way so that when you get there, you're able to fully have your attention. Exactly. So in your experience, <laughs> you communicate to them, but once they are in it, they're not they're willing not, to nah, accept it. No, nah, because they, they, they think they understand. Right? I was about to say that. Until they were like, hey, that. I want to hang out with you. I, I can't right now because I'm at work. the real deal happens. Oh, hey, I just, I just really want to be like, but at the same time, they or like they'll call you. But if I'm at work, like my job right now, I'm constantly in meetings. My sister will tell you she's definitely tried to call me several times. She will have to actually call my job sometimes. to have someone tell me that she's calling me. But at the same time, no one's ignoring you. I'm right. working. Right. Right. But at the you people say, hey, I understand. Was I understand. I'm willing to work with it until like they feel like I'm being neglected. I'm not getting as much time as I want. And by all means, like if it's not working for you, we can have a, that conversation. And we keep at the same time. Like I have no no problem depending on what happens being friends. Right. And if that's something you're willing to work with, then I'm okay with it. But I'm not about to, if I was upfront and honest with you from the beginning and toward, like, in the, because you can't say, I'm not going to say I'm going to drop everything from you, for you, when I just met you a week ago. Right. Right? That's not even realistic. Like, I don't even know whether or not you're really here or not. Exactly. But as time goes on and you show you're consistent, like, hey, you really want to be here, then, hey, you say, hey, I want to go take a trip somewhere, but I got to work. Hey, I can't go to work today. I got, I'm a little sick right now. I can't like you make those type of compromises exactly. for the people you care about that okay. you realize care about you. But if you're just some person I just met last week, I'm not about to do that. What? That's not how that works. But I'm upfront and honest with you from the beginning. Like this, this is how it's gonna go. So what do you think may create that miscommunication between a guy who's saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm willing to accept the fact that you work a lot." And once he's in it, he's like, I can't, I, I can't deal with it. People exactly. not listening. Right. And people thinking that they can change what you're doing. Right. So people can say, that, I they can hear, don't care. They, they can say, hey, I, I heard her say like she work a lot. Right. But they don't really know what that entails. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if I say to you, I work a full time job Monday through Friday. Then I work another full time job Friday to, to Tuesday. I go to class four days a week in the evening, and I I, let, I map it out to you that way. Technically, my only days off is two days a week, two nights a week, really. And they think like, okay, well, I'm gonna get her not to go to this job. I'm gonna get her not to go no, to this class. But happen. like, if in your head, like you're thinking these things, like you're just you're not realizing like the majority of my time is this, and then that means like, hey, in the beginning we might have in the beginning might be. Let's see how we can work this out, right? In my downtime, like when I get a down moment, hey, I'm going to call you, I'm going to text you, and then we're going to communicate that way. Hey, you know, on my day off, hey, we can hang out on that day. Or in between spaces. I've had people where um, before I go to work, hey, can we hang out before you go to work? And then you can go to sleep, and then you can get ready for work. That goes to the people that's willing to make the change and adjust to your schedule to make sure the goals that you have are being achieved. Right? If you know that my goal is, hey, I need to make sure I finish this class, I'm going to make sure that happens. And if that means, like, hey, I'm going to accompany you or be around you during that time while you're in class or while you're completing work or whatever that is, then a person that really cares and really is willing to push through with that will make those accommodations and not 
make you feel guilty for having those goals. Alright, so so it's a little bit of me playing devil's advocate, I'm gonna be honest. Of course. But of course. But what I'm gonna say to you right now is I know your schedule. Like you said, you, you work one full time job Monday through Friday, and you have another full time job basically over the weekend and the nights. I don't know the exact details. Mm-hmm. And then also you're in class full time. Mm-hmm. So to be honest, in my opinion, you don't have time for a healthy relationship. Not really. Because like I'm going to say like I am a very I'm a needy male. Mm-hmm. I need attention. I'm, I'm a female. I need attention too. I'm very like <laughs> I want to be with you. Exactly. Like when I like every chance I get. <laughs> so if I'm not out like for you, me, like if I'm not living with you, when do I have time to see you? So, but my question to you is like, is a relationship where does that fall on your hierarchy? Like, is that a priority for you right now? Or do you feel like you it's want definitely not. Do it's you not, it's, <laughs> it's not a priority. Honestly, right, not that. So I'm, not like, that honestly I'm, I'm being honest. Like, so, that's, not, that's not something I'm like, hey, right. I really want this or I really need right. this. But it it kind of it, it <laughs> comes along with things, right? And honestly, sometimes it comes along unexpectedly. Like, some people can express their interests, and then from the beginning, I'm like, hey, I just want to be friends because, like, I know my life, and I know my lifestyle, and I know how things go, and... While you say you understand right now, I also realize that when we're in it, you're not going to understand, right? So to make sure that we don't get to that that bridge, we're just going to be friends, right? And then sometimes, you know, that kind of develops into something else. And it it, it works out that way, right? But then there's some people that's like, nah, I understand. It's okay. I'm going to be here. I'm going to work it out. I'm like, listen... I'm constantly reminding you, but then after a while, you get tired. But do you really? I don't. I don't know for sure. But do you really clearly state that we are friends? Most definitely. Because at this point, like I can say that we're friends to the person. And honestly, I mean, I think we 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 definitely have had this conversation that I can say, "Hey, I'm just a friend to a person," and then they will misinterpret it as something else. So how about? But how are they missing? Because. Me and your relationship, me. There's no way I would ever confuse our relationship. But have I ever had to say to you that we're just friends? So what about? Uh, nah, you never had, had to, to say it. Have I ever had to say to you? You that never we're had just to friends? say it. But there's no way I could misconstrue our relationship as anything more. Okay. So, so is your relationship okay. with me so, Steve, the same you way? Want, no, no, listen, no, let's let me finish my want, thought. No. I want to. No, I want no, you to finish my no, one no. thought. Wait, he got one thought. To Can finish. I finish this, this complete go ahead, thought? Steve, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. So, me and your relationship. There's no way I would misconstrue it as more than friends. So, do you treat them the same way you treat me, Steve? Yes or no, Steve? Now, for a fact, we already know because we already talked about this in I think episode one, right? That there's plenty of people that I treat as just friends. We did talk about that. That they misconstrue as something else. Right? But the that don't answer way. my question though. But my I question, do. It, I get do you treat them life? how you treat me? Yes. Probably unless, not. Unless, Probably not. I do though. Unless, Probably not. Unless I have said like, hey, there's something I, I want more. Or you've said, hey, I don't want to, I, I want to be more than friends. 
and I've said, okay, I'm willing to work with it. Alright. But anytime someone has ever said, hey... Is it always I that think, clear though, Mia? Obviously not, because I get <laughs> situations Don't that yell I at me. Alright. No matter what you say, like even if I'm treating you as just a friend, it is so nerve-wracking sometimes how I just like, how do we get here though? I literally, if I, if I were to evaluate you against how I evaluate one of my guy friends, it's the same way. But how did you get to this and they did not? Might be a fan of different. How? I'm just saying. Steve? Might- Steve? Steve? All right. Steve. So I, I do have an answer. I didn't want to say it. But okay. the difference is, all right, so any any male, it's, any male that approaches a female on the streets. Is normally not looking for friendship. Is not looking for friendship. So, when when a male approaches you and say, hey, how are you doing, blah, 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 however, whatever pickup line, whatever game he tries to spit to you, when you tell him, like, I'm only looking for friends, mm-hmm. his immediate thought almost always is, I'm in there. <laughs> <laughs> that, even or, if you say, <sighs> even now today, if you say I got a man, yes. they still be like, because, because, and the main reason of that is because, um, because what is because, uh-huh. as as a dude, you're taught honestly. I'm, I'm a, you're taught We're that shit, Steve. I can ch- I can change her mind uh-huh. if I come with the right game. Wow! So that first day. Even if it's like you walking down the street and I cat call you and you turn around, mm-hmm. if you turn around, once you look at me and you look, you're like, as though if you if you interact with me, then it's like, all right, I'm in there because now she looked at me, right? And she's like, oh yeah, I'm cute, right? Think about it, like you at parties. I don't know if y'all went to parties. You know, you at parties, you dance with somebody, and every dude, y'all know this is true. You dance with a girl and she do that little over the shoulder look, <laughs> and then she look at you, and you y'all idiot. know. You'll walk away if he ugly. <laughs> you will walk away if he ugly. You in there now, basically. But if she look back and exactly. she keep dancing, you're, you're like, all right, that's step one. Exactly. Same thing happens on the street. I, I, I call you. The show. I don't think I've ever done that. I literally dance. I've been there, done that. That's how I'm agreeing with yeah, Steve you, right now. You ain't. That's why I'm laughing so hard because I've, I've been there, done that. I, I agree with Steve. Yeah. Because it's dark in a party. Exactly. So you that's what right. happened. You grabbed the arm. You were drunk. You got the, the drunk dude, goggles on. The, not even a, <laughs> not even the drunk goggles, but it's like what? Okay, okay. I'm in a party goggles. and okay. I grab the girl's arm and I try and get her to dance with me. She does a little shoulder over the look, and if the dude is like busted, she exactly. Gonna, she's not. Like, she's oh, not even no. going to dance with um, you. She'll be like, I'm gay or something. She's gonna keep dancing exactly. with exactly. We're her girlfriends. But I'm even outside like of that, so you. Alright, so wow. ignoring that because apparently me is. I really feel like, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like when I feel like it's dead though. Me is so pure. Me, me and Dan. That's what I'm saying. She's pure. Me and Dan. She's pure. Me is pure. Me and Dan for everybody, no exactly. matter what. She's pure. Alright, we gonna we gonna say that. Okay, we gonna go with Steve. Wow, y'all about to not come for me. She's though. pure, okay. It me and Dan for everybody. But but alright, me. So this dude approaches you. He says, uh-huh. hey, "How you doing? What's your number? I want to get to know you." Blah blah. And you say, "You know what? I'm only looking for a friend." And you say, and he says, "All right, that's cool." Because you told me you're looking for. He says, "All right, that's cool." 
he is honestly, I'm going to say like nine times out of ten, like, all right, she's looking for a friend, but eventually I'm going to be able to transition into more. Okay, so if... That's not your any- fault. That's not your so fault, I can, though. I can, I, I, I can take that one. Right? I, will, I will take that blame on the dudes. Because every dude but thinks I can change their that, mind. Right, but anyone that starts <laughs> acting like that, uh huh, then eventually you don't get no contact from me. Right? If I'm talking to you as a friend, and I start seeing you moving more differently than what a friend should, I you. then I'm no longer responding to your messages. I'm no longer responding to your phone calls. Right. I'm not going so to have any got, contact with you. You don't got no dudes in the friend zone. That's what I'm about to say. How can you? How can? How do they know if they're in the friend zone or not? Do do you like let them know they're in the friend zone, or you just talk to them regular? How you talk to regular guys that you are interested in? No, how are they in the friend zone? People. Okay, I'm just asking. So you don't think not one dude is in the friend zone exactly. waiting for his chance? Okay, so this is the first place where. I really could not figure out any form of editing to to copy and paste, so there will be a jump in our conversation. Um, but hopefully you guys are still enjoying this episode and you, you continue to make it to the end. We still have a lot of positive and good content for you guys moving forward. People will make time for the things that they want to make time for. And that's kind of like what it comes down to. You really care about a person, you're willing to make those sacrifices or make those compromises for that person. So right now, how do you how do you communicate that? How can you communicate that you want and are going to be a, a working woman? Because that's your goal, right? What is your goal in life? Do you know um, it? I would definitely like to have a family, but I would like to have my own practice so I can make my own schedule so I don't miss out on the events that I want to experience with my family. So, like, my, I, while I know, like, I want to have that experience to be a wife, to be a mom, I want to make sure I have the lifestyle that, is, that enables me to do that. And me working full-time jobs all the time for someone else will not allow me to. So you want your own practice so that you can ultimately kind of like make your own schedule. Yes. But do you see yourself being the person who cooks dinner, let's just say five days out of the week? Or do you want a man who may, or not, let's say, do you see yourself being the person who cooks dinner five days out of the week, washes all the clothes, cleans the house? Or do you, or do you think it's I at think a point? I think there would be some type of compromise. I think that if we're both working, right, or we're both here, like, for the fam- for our families, then you you should not expect me to be at home all the time doing all those things. One, because it's not realistic, right? So that means, like, hey, we have to come to some type of compromise, like, wait, hey, mm-hmm. you know, I might meal prep for the week, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, on those nights where I'm like, hey, I really do feel like cooking, so, I might cook that night. So real good. Meal prep for the week, that means you cook, let's say, Sunday. Yes, for the, for the entire, entire week. week, yes. Because... So at that point, like, even if I'm not home by the time you get home with the kids or whatever, however that goes, that or even by the time I get home with the kids, there's still something there that I'm able to warm up to make for them. Because it's weird because there's a meme that I've seen, and you using the term meal prep, 
it's like weirdly counterproductive to the meme, but it was like white people learn that black people eat leftovers and call it meal prep. That's, I mean, that's not what I mean. But I mean, I, that's different. So when I say meal prep, that means on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day that is for me, I'm going to cook a couple different meals that might, hey, I know my kids like spaghetti. I might make a, a bowl of a, a pot of spaghetti. Hey, I know, hey, I might want some salmon or something. I'm going to make some salmon or something. Hey, I know I want some... Pork chops. Mm, no. So you're making multiple meals. I'm making multiple meals on your day last, off. On my day off that will last throughout the week. And if there's a time like, hey, I really want this meal today, and I got the energy to make it, I'm gonna make that meal for that day. That might be a leftover that is able to be used in that week. Or that might be like, hey, Friday is the day that we just gonna order out that day. Yeah. Because everyone just it's the end of the week. We're all tired. No one feels like cooking, we're going to do that. But that comes down to, I'm going to communicate this with my spouse, my fiance, my significant other, however, whatever category you're in. And that is what we're going to do. But that really comes, like, I have to be able to communicate that with you. Or you have to want to know. Because, like, even let's just say, like, hey, you didn't really say that this was going to happen, right? You have expectations that you want met. And if you want those things met and I'm not meeting them, that means you have to talk about them. Right? So we can find out whether this is something I can meet or if there's something we can compromise on or, you know, this just might be a deal breaker for you or a deal breaker for me. But there's ample time to kind of get to those conclusions before you are possibly stuck in something that you don't want to be stuck in. So do you think the man that can accept that exists. I hope so. You would hope. Question. Not hope so. Right. Do you I think mean, he is out there? I think so. Yeah. But I sure. feel like I mean everyone has like their person that's for sure. Have you, you met him yet? Not not per se I mean, specifically. But, you can't say that, but I have mean, you met? I agree. Have not not have you met? But have you have you interacted or do you know of an idea of a real person that can do that? That can do that. I think so. In your mind. Like yeah. right now, you don't got to say his name, but right now in your mind, can you picture him being around in life right now? Or do yeah. you think that's a, a goal that's unattainable? I think it's a very attainable goal. I think it's something that can definitely be done. I, I, I think for you, man, we, we've come to a conclusion. A conclusion on what what you expect because you, I think you I think you sum up with 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 the idea of a. I don't think you want to be at all a stay at home. Not at all. Yeah, no. Not at all. That's more so me. I want to be a stay at home mom. I can't lie to you. I want to be a stay at home mom. And we're like that. That's where I was going to transition <laughs> to. After I'm, I'm going to try and the right, man, you right, you right. want to work. But your goal is to have your own practice that you can kind of right. make your own schedule. Which I agree on, though. And you can... Uh, I don't want there to ever be a moment with my family that I'm able, that I yeah. miss because I'm at work. You want to be able to make right. your own schedule so yeah, that right. you can make every soccer game or band recital or yes, cheerleading sir. practice, whatever whatever the case may be. But you definitely can't see yourself as a stay-at-home. Right. Um, they might be like a temperate in, like in the beginning, like when the baby first gets here. 
my first child, I probably will say that that might change my mindset, right? Because like while I have like other it's kids that are not really my kids, but when you have your own child, I exactly. know for a fact it's different. It's a different. Attachment. But I feel like at the end of it, like while I might want to stay here and I might want to be here all the time, yes. that I know myself, yes, yes, and that that's not just something that I can do. The attachment, um, but I'm definitely gonna make sure my family and my kids are definitely well taken care of. That's how you was raised. Yes. For sure, you gonna make sure they cool. So. Definitely not being a stay at home mom. Right. I mean, each to each your own, right? So people are able to do that, and some people that they want that, but you, it's also up to you to know what you want and what you're willing, what you're able to do. Like, I'm not about to give you the perception that hey, you're about to have a stay at home mom when I know for a fact that that's just not the life I can give you. That you that you want and that you yeah. You doing what you got to do at the end of the day. So, I I think that's that's a good summation of like. A good portion of what, um, honestly, it, it goes back to kind of like uh, a tweet that I've seen where it kind of says one of the the major problems within uh, millennial culture is that women want to be these independent people, but a lot of women also want men to uphold traditional uh, values, but they also want to work. And then it ultimately says that if women want to re- be respected in the workforce, they have to acknowledge and decline the the traditional men values where men provide and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think you, Mia, you, you have understanding where you, you've clearly said that you want to work and you don't expect you don't expect your man to provide 100% of the bills because you don't expect to provide 100% of the home mm-hmm. work ethic. Yes. And I, and I and I think it's is very stereotypical in the stuff you see online like the women who want to stay at home, I think they have an understanding that if I do stay home, I will provide 90 to 90% of the home exactly. home values, but yes. If I go to work, you need to take up on that that aspect. But there's some people that, that have that mixed up. Like, hey, I'm going to go to work, but I still expect you to um, to take care of the entire household. Uh-huh. And like that's just not realistic to me. I feel like if you're both working people, then everything should be split 50-50 or 60-40, however you guys decide you want to split it. Um, but I think that to expect... You guys both doing the same thing, and for somebody to give a little bit more than the other, that's just like, is that realistic? Can that really happen? Is that person really capable of it? Are you about to be happy with this theory that you, or perception you have in your head? So. um, I mean, I do know, I do have friends that are the sole provider of their household, right? And then, but it also works out where as you're the sole provider of your household, and then, you know, sometimes a wife is the, or wife or fiance or significant other is the sole provider in the household, right? But then also there's times like when it comes to compromise, like while I may know, hey, I'm the sole provider, I'm also going to help out when help is needed. Because I realize like this is also a job and it's going to be exhausting. But that comes down to a partnership, right? That comes down to communication amongst each other to say, to, or even the acknowledgement that I know what you're doing. And I know that it's a lot. 
and I want to take some of that load off of you at times when I can. So, what would you say to the men who feel like they should be the sole provider? Because another idea and and tweet that I see quite often is that so many men are intimidated by the working woman and they feel useless when they can't 100% provide for their family or a woman or even the idea that a man won't date a woman that makes more money than them. Honestly, sometimes I feel like that's a bit difficult because like once a person has their mind made up about something, it's almost very hard to change your mind about it. Like no matter what your actions say, no matter what you say to them, they still have in their head that this is what is expected of them. And even though you say, hey, that's not what I want, in their head is like, this is what I have to do. So no matter what you say, like, hey, like, you don't have to do that. I'm okay with you just doing this over here. Um, if they've been learned this, if they've learned this over years, it's going to take even longer to unlearn it. So at that point, like, if you have these conversations with them, and they're not willing to unlearn it, or they're willing to make those compromises, then you have to make a choice whether or not you want to put up with it or you want to let it go. Because you can't spend the next 10 years of your life trying to help someone unlearn that you don't have to have this responsibility. Right? Because at the same time, while you're trying to teach that to them, and in 10 years, they might not ever get it. They might not get it. Yeah. Right, you've now wasted 10 years of your life or, you know, I won't say waste, but you have spent 10 years of your life trying to get someone to unthink a thought that has been ingrained in them. That technically, possibly, no matter what you say and do or how long you say and do whatever it is, they will never unlearn because this is what they know is required of them. So it's up to you whether or not you want to make that choice or whether you want to spend that time or whether or not you feel like that person is willing to make that change. Because some people are able to say, you're able to have a conversation with a person and they're able to say, they're or to think like, hey, I'm okay with this and I'm okay with learning a new thing. But there's too many people that is like, if my parents taught me this, this must be the right way. If this is the right way, what you're saying to me is wrong. So therefore, I'm going to continue with what they taught me. I mean, and I think that's where... Where 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 I was like, like I said briefly earlier, like I never pictured my life being, like, a one income household. Like, mm-hmm. for me, I grew up the the woman in my life always worked. When I lived with my grandmother, my 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 mom worked and my buddy worked. Just like my grandfather, there's no way to describe. It. He's my grandfather. It's my I call him my buddy, but they both worked, and then. My dad always worked, and my stepmom, when I lived with my, my dad and my stepmom, they both worked. The My mom always worked. My godmom always worked. So the, the women and men in my life on all aspects, every level, all worked. So coming into adulthood, in my mind, men and females both worked. So I ended up being able to 
like meet the love of my life, my fiance, and even in early on, I knew her her ultimate goal in the end would be to be a stay at home mom, stay at home wife, and my goal, I always knew I would make enough money that that could be an option. I knew I would be successful. I knew I would work my way up into whatever field I was in. So getting there as young as I I have was weird for me. It was it was different. It was weird. But I knew that I would get there eventually. But getting there now is kind of like it was it's it's weird. And I did not I did not picture that end goal so her being able to stay home and, and provide and and support our family was kind of like foreign to me because growing up, it was like, I just know male and females work. But now that I'm at a point where it's like I can provide for my household and I see everything she does at home full time, I accept it. And I know that she she does as much as I do when I'm at work. And I think we both grew in that together. So I think as far as as far as generals go, it, it just depends on the person that you're with. Yeah. Like if, if you get with a person who is who wants to work full time or even part time, like you have to understand that you need to help that person. And I think a lot of people a lot of times are like no, the gender role is when I come home, dinner should be cooked. And, you know, sadly, it's kind of just like you're not meant to, to be with that person. So. True statement. True. Very true. And, it, and, I, and I think it goes both ways because I think. I think men get in situations where it's like I work and I grew up seeing my mom cook clean, wash clothes. I never had to do any of that. So they get a woman who is like, no, I work full time. I don't have the time to do that for you. Mm-hmm. And it causes a strain in a relationship. But I think on the other side, women also get the idea that this man should pay these bills, X, Y, and Z. Yes. But sadly, he doesn't make he doesn't make enough money to provide for those bills. So in those situations where he can't provide for those bills, is that woman going to step up and get a part-time job to pay those bills? Is yeah, she in this together, you guys. Is she going out. to find a way to make extra money or something like is she going to work at Walmart or McDonald's or something to pay the bills that he's not able to keep up with because in today's society it a one income household is hard to maintain if if you're not at a higher level in your job or even if you have a full time job if you live in a big city renting shit is expensive yes it is if you're not lucky enough to live in a an area where the cost of living is lower mm-hmm. and you have this idea that I want to be a stay-at-home wife or stay-at-home mom, mm-hmm. how are you willing to help this man who is struggling if that is your initial 
So, I I do want to like really kind of talk to you, Quana, because you you've clearly said that you want to be a stay-at-home wife or mom. So where where does that fit in for you and in, in our in our conversation? Because Mia has you know definitely said that. In her future, her plans, she, even if she's part-time, she plans on being active and working. I feel like I want to work as well, though, because all the, you don't know if what you want to do in your side hustle is always going to come through, but you know that job is always going to come through with a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying, but, so. I want to be a stay-at-home mom, because I like to do side hustle things. So what, what is Let's clarify. What is side hustle thing? I that? mean, like, what I like to I do hair, you know, like, different things that the side hustle. That's not, that's not really where you got to write a check to. But so then you do honestly plan on working even if you are home. Uh, yes, I like to work. I do like to work. I can't lie. I like to work, but I don't like to work. I, don't, I feel like I don't like to wake up to having to be on schedule to what that person wants to be on schedule to. I have to be on my own schedule. So you want, I mean, you doing hair makes it seem like, so you want ultimately like a a business where you can do hair out of your house. Right, exactly. So it's still your business. So, right, so that, that kind right. of ties into me then, like where you you do see yourself working. You just right. see yourself working for yourself. Right. I mean, if you come down to it, yes, I will work a nine to five. I will. But it's just not my preference to do so. I can't lie, it's not my preference. It's not my preference. I don't want to, I really, honestly don't want to do 9 to 5. But if it comes down to it, yes, I will do 9 to 5. So do you, I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked me. Do you think the man that you're looking for is out there? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I really don't know. I can't, I can't answer yes or I can't answer no. Because what is it, what has it been your experience? Have you have you verbalized that to the different men that you've talked to or you've been in like relationships with that? I mean, as I'm getting that's older, your end goal is to be a stay at home mom. Stay at home. I mean, I feel like I gotta deal with somebody older so they can understand where I'm really coming from. You feel me? Why someone older? Because what's like, older? Like I mean, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask the questions just because... I feel you. I feel you. I mean, older... I mean, I'm 24. I'm 24. I'll be 25 in March. So, I feel like older is at least about 30, in their 30s. You know, I can't do it with nobody that's in their 20s, same ages, age bracket that I'm in. You feel me? So, I feel like in their 30s, they'll understand where I'm coming from, why I want to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't mind working a 9 to 5. I don't. But I want to get my own money. I don't want to have to wake up, you know, and get the schedule to where I got to be on schedule to this person. So you think, like, the person that's older... Because yeah. honestly, like, a 25-year-old guy, like, let's say, if he lived the... I'm going to quote, like, American dream. He graduated high school at 18, 19. Mm-hmm. He went to a four-year university. That puts him, like, 19 plus four years. That puts him, like, 23. Mm-hmm. He's not even... In his career until twenty five, right. so the idea, I don't judge. I don't. the idea of him being able to provide even for himself, 
it's not hard. Even that, just a maturity thing. Exactly. It's a maturity even thing. Even at this it's age. It's definitely maturity thing. Guys that are 24, 25. Exactly. Not 24, exactly. They're, they're not. They're, they're, they're way younger than their ages. Even guys that's 30 is younger than what their age is. Yeah. It's all about that maturity level. Into like, maturity. Yeah. Maturity is the key. There's some guys that could be like 30 or 40 that's still like 18. Matu- exactly. 19. Exactly. And their head's still you gotta pick 18, your 19 thing. thing. You have to pick your poison. 19 year old thing. But I think when you're talking about like financial security, it's, it's, it's completely different because. It's not. I feel like financial security like is there's definitely you guys, your own. Let's say like <laughs> at thirty, at thirty years old, what? right? You're hoping that they are kind of settled down, exactly. Kind of have financial stable, financial stability, but there's some of them that you know, the streets of their life. Yeah, right. Sure, the streets of their life. They don't really have no financial stability. They're looking for that woman to be that mom to them. Mm-hmm. Um. So A like, lot. what is it with? Is it's a lot that can go into it's it. It's definitely a lot. I mean, I that that is it's definitely a lot for it's me personally. I think I think that is 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 where you're looking uh-huh. because I'm going to speak right, speak to the men that I know in my life. Right, and I'm 30 years old, and I'm at a position where. I'm I'm constantly striving to better myself. So, and all my friends are on that same same goal, same wavelength. So, for you to say like granted, I'm not going to say there's not 30-year-olds that are like living that street life, but you are what you surround yourself with. So, if you see that this group of people are living that street life, then you need to take yourself mm-hmm. and elevate yourself to a position where you can find a man who is willing and hardworking and, and striving to those things. But if you're going to the club thinking you're going to find a dude that's, no. you know, a, 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 you know, college graduate or worked his way up to not be an entry in, Entry level position cashier mm-hmm. or something, mm-hmm. you're not gonna find that. Yeah. So how how you can't blame? But some it, so I understand what you're saying. So because it's the quality because because the, the same way you're saying like there's men who are thirty years old thinking they're gonna live the street life. Yes. There's girls who are thirty years old thinking that oh because. I'm gonna just throw you a little of this, so I'm gonna yeah. Because I look good and I'm at this club, I'm going to find a CEO. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look this good. And I'm gonna find me the next LeBron James. I'm gonna find me the next Jay Z. The next, even like smaller level, like you know, you know, the next big rap artist. The next big tech billionaire like if some people thought patterns on like how they're going to get with the things they want it's very confusing sometimes but sometimes people kind of just go by what like they see in their neighborhood and their environment what they think they can get so they don't see a option for better or for more and it's very unfortunate because if you only grew up seeing like the best person i can get is this person on my block that has never moved off the block is continuously on the block when you leave for work in the morning and they're still in the same spot when you get back um in the evening um 
they call this, you know, like, day. This is all I can look forward to. But some people have never even seen anything outside of that. You don't know that working person. You've never seen that guy in a suit that goes to work every morning. Um, or that guy that's doing something with their lives. And they might not be in a suit. They might have, like, a, a well-paying job. But, like, if that's the only thing that you see, that's the only thing that you think you're able to get until you're exposed to something else. And sometimes even when you're exposed to those things, you don't even think you deserve those things because of past experiences or how life has treated you. And then it just becomes a cycle of things where you have been given something or something has been placed in your lap that you don't think that you deserve or you're able to get. So then you respond accordingly. It's very crazy how just the environment that you're in or the way that you're raised can depict for you what you think you deserve or what you're allowed to get, what is above your standards, what is too high for you. Some people are just like, hey, you know, that guy in that suit over there, I can never get them. Yeah. No matter how much like you like, I'm a working person. Right. <laughs> Why can't I get that? Right. Exactly. But because I see it in my neighborhood, the biggest thing that we can get is the guy that is a trash truck driver. I mean, then that is what I only think I can get. I don't think I can get that guy that went to college and got a degree and is doing something else or open up their own business. That's not even a thought to you because you feel like nobody else got it. It's not made for me. Why do you feel that way though? Some people feel that way because that's what they was taught. You but never had people what? tell you like you will never, you can't, you will never get more than this right here. The only person that you will amount to is this. Like the people say that to people. They, I mean, they do, they do. So what you they realize, do. like if they're saying that so they many do. times to a person, and if you've been raised with this person for eighteen years of your life, mm-hmm. and they're saying this to you, that you begin to start Absolutely. believing it. Right. Because, like, if right. my parent or my guardian, whoever you are, is saying to me, hey, this is all you want, this is all you're going to amount to, this is all you're going to be able to get, right. then eventually you begin to start believing it. And it's very, it, it happens sometimes where you're like, Dad, I just never want to be like that. I'm going to prove you wrong. But you know how many people also say, I'm going to prove you wrong, but end up in the same thing that they told them that you was going to be? Mm-hmm. So what? Talk about it. So what, what was you exposed to? Were Honestly, you... I will say I knew my grandpa took care of my household. Right. Yep. My she grandma, did. from the entire time I've known her, was the person that cooked the meals, that took care of the household. I don't think I've ever seen my grandma work. Um, never. I've never seen My dad work. was the person that took care of the household. My mom, I know she worked, but then the time that I've known she worked was before my dad came around. So, in all my life, I was taught that until I until I moved my aunt after my parents passed away and we moved my aunt and I seen that hey the woman is a single mom taking care of the household. Before that all I known was that the parent the, the male took care of the household and the woman was the person that cooked, that cleaned, made sure the kids was okay, made sure there's food on the table when they got home. But before that, after that, it helped open up my eyes to like, hey, that's not all that we can do. Exactly. I'm able to be a full time working parent right. and take care of my kids. Right, yeah, but I felt like if we would have stayed with my grandparents, I would have never been exposed to that. I would have never known that that I could work too. That woman can actually do things. I can actually take care of Except my family by knows. myself. Exactly. I don't, exactly. I don't need, exactly. you don't need a man, a man do in the household. Exactly. Like, but you might need. Like, I, I will say, there was re- you did realize that you also can't do it by yourself. That meant like, hey, I need my uncles or my or my older brother to come around to come get the guys because you know it's only right. so much you can teach them. Right, yeah. but it was 
only but so much you you were exposed to that that you realize it. It might have been like, hey, all the guys just left for some type of reason. I don't know why, but now we're here when they're there. But then they come back and everyone's good. Um, but I feel like depending on the household you were in, I feel like most definitely if we would have stayed with my grandparents, I would have grew up learning that men were the person responsible. Men was the provider. Everything. Basically. And the women was the, the household. The household. The household members, basically. Yep. <laughs> and honestly, my aunt felt the same way. She but did. she realized she felt the same way and she taught us the same way but she also realized that she had to be the working adult in the household to be able to provide for all of us it was just her it was just her it's a, it, for me right now like what i what i'm trying to like it really sharp grew up together and it's like mia your goal is you know you're going to work and kwana your goal is like I want to work, but I also want to be a stay-at-home mother. But I really want to. Hey, be it's the ultimate, y'all. Y'all think it's, it's kind of the same. I don't know. Right, right, right. I because you you say home you want to be a stay-at-home mother, but you want to have your have own. own you want to be I able. I don't income. ever want exactly. to have to. Well, have to depend. On I don't anybody. want to have to depend on anybody. Anybody. The, and and it's anybody. not to say that I I won't be able to depend on right. my husband. Right, but at the same time, like you and. <laughs> You don't want to have to depend on In the society that we're in right now, you don't want to have to There is no guarantee that exactly. every time my husband walks out that door, he will come back through that exactly. door. Exactly. That's how I say you want so to have to depend on So if there is a moment that they don't, that I have to be able to provide for my family. Right? And while that shouldn't be a way I have to think, but there is a way, that is a way I have to think. Mm-hmm. Right? So... I can't get comfortable in being a stay-at-home mom that when it, when things like that happen, that I can't be able to get out of that to be a working person. Uh-huh. And while I'm not saying that that's not my main reasons for it, like I just, I just can't be a person that just sits still all the time and just be in the house I feel you. all the time. 100%. But at the same time, I need to know, like, if anything were to happen, like, you have no idea. You might lose your job today. If you lose your job today, how are we going to be able to maintain our household? Well, I'm not saying I'm going to become the sole provider at this point. Like, we still have something to contribute to the household where maybe for the next month or so, you know, while you're looking for a new job. Because also, like, most men feel some type of way when they don't have that that sense of security or that blanket of security. Um that we know at least for this month or so that we're going to be good. I don't want to have to be constantly worrying about that. The roof of my family's head is about to be gone. Um, and that just comes from working as a team. They're like, hey, you know, we also have this extra money set to the side where, you know, if any emergency happens, that we're able to get that. And it might, it might, it might come from the both of us or it might come, come from primarily from you. But at the end of it, like, we're a team. This is not a, I'm only, we're all... You gotta think about it, right? If we're saying a family, talking about more than one person, possibly that is depending on one person to provide everything. What happens if you get sick, right? When you can't, do we have a plan that will be able to still survive? What happens if you're no longer here? Do we still have a plan to survive? What happens if you lose a job for a couple of weeks or to or longer? Do we have a plan to keep our family stable? And all right, you guys. Again, I want to apologize for the mishaps with our mics this week, um, but I still wanted to get the content out to you guys. I do feel like we covered a lot of good things. 
Um, so sorry for some of the cutting and pasting, but that was the best place that I felt like we could stop. Um, this topic we will revisit another time. I feel like there's a lot to unbox here. Um, just for relationships and life decisions on those aspects. So again, thank you. Um, keep supporting us. Follow Conversion with Cognac on the Instagram page. Um, and again, uh, I want to thank DJ Hits for the, the music. Um, this is his newest single. Um, follow him at DJ Hits on Instagram. Stream his music, give him his plays. Um, amazing rapper, DJ, producer. So, again, just thank you. Have a good day. Divine spirits. So when I put that pin to pad, I know my enemy's spirit. I know that you fearing what's real. I might pull coast through your gimmicks in the way you stretching the truth. I might mistake you a gymnast. I see the narratives you paint to try to push your agendas. I know that's why you always misrepresent us. I recognize that you fear us. I know you politic to serve your own interests. I know you blinded by your corporate ambitions. I know that's why you rather see convictions instead of improving conditions. You made me immortal. You made me want nothing more than to be the face of your karma. For all the soldiers that you slaughtered on, they are now. I'ma push the culture forward No time for cowards in my circle Revolutions now Funny how some people I've respected Disappearing now Used to be the loudest in the room Now I don't hear a sound When the coast is clear You reappear I peep your patterns Clown the skin I'm in the hazard So I'm gathered with the lions Like I'm Matthew Stafford They telling me not to be violent I think that's working backwards They compromised and reinvent a way To call the master And kill our fathers Then mock us for being raised the bastard The time is now And we cannot afford to be distracted Cause once we step foot out of